well, isn't this weather amazing? I wonder if this is our Indian summer. Hopefully uh, it'll last. The biblical readings that the Lord has given us today is inviting us to focus our attention on these two women, these two widows. The first who gave and offered her last meal to God by giving it to the prophet Elijah. And the second widow who offered her last two coins to God when she placed them in the temple treasury. As we observe that latter woman, as she is depositing her two coins, it is certain that God is wanting to deposit a special grace in our hearts, a grace to which these two women give a powerful witness and pray the Holy Spirit that our hearts would truly be open for God to give us this grace, that God may see in us what He is pleased to see in these two women. First of all, to understand the grace that God wants to give us, it's important that we realize that these two women, first of all, are revealing something beautiful about God. God is a giver. He is all gift. And He gives Himself lavishly and generously. We see this so beautiful in the universe and the world that He has made and created. But we see it most powerfully in the giving through Jesus Christ for the sake of our salvation. St. John says of Jesus, He loved His own in the world and He loved them right to the end. Jesus gave and gave and gave every moment of His life right unto death. To the last breath, to the last drop of blood, And when it seemed like he could give nothing more at that moment on the cross of his greatest anguish, weakness, and helplessness, he even gave some more by giving to John, his mother. John, who stands in for the church and represents all of us, even at this moment of greatest need and suffering, Jesus gave us the gift of his mother. What follows from this is that we are made in the image of God. And if we are to reflect this image of God as a giver who gives generously, then to be a child of God To be a disciple of Jesus means that we are called 
with our lives and with everything that we have is to give ourselves generously. And especially at the moment when we are struggling, when our life changes and our means are reduced, even desperately like those two widows, when we are tempted, it's at those moments that we are tempted to pull back, to cling tightly to what we have, to become self-absorbed, and in some cases, becoming selfish. But when we do that, something of the image of God in us begins to shrivel up and die. And the life and the joy of God begins to dry up. It's at those moments, as we look at those two widows, that we receive the gift of their trust so that we can continue to be as generous as we can with our lives, even though we are able to give less. We still give generously. I've talked with people that have made mission trips to Mexico and Central America, and a common experience repeats itself. These people in these areas of intense poverty, they live entirely on beans and tortillas most of the time. Rarely are they able to have meat. But if you and I were to come to them and to be their special guest, somehow, in their deep want, they are able to still find a chicken because they want to serve the best to their guests, even though they rarely have it themselves. And they want to treat you and I like a king. Amazing. I remember years ago when I lost my job as a nursing assistant. I walked in to get my paycheck. I had injured my back several months earlier. And I walked in and they said, sorry, we can no longer keep you on. I remember going to the unemployment office and filling out the forms. And because I was afraid, because I did not trust God like those two widows, I lied on the form. And I was convicted by the Holy Spirit. And I remember calling up the office the next day. God wanted me to tell them the truth. I made the correction. And even beyond that, God wanted me to give a certain percentage of my unemployment check to the church in order to show my trust in Him. If we were to ask that widow who gave those two coins and said, wow, you just gave an amazing gift. You gave less than everyone else, but you gave a substantial sacrificial gift which was all you had. Wow! I think she would have said, what I gave is nothing. 
compared to what God has given me? Nothing. This temple, this has been the place of God's glory in our midst for me and my people. This temple has been a house of prayer for me for years. This temple is the place where I and my people come to celebrate the Passover, that time when God delivered us from the bondage of Egypt. This place has the place of sacrifice, where we can offer sacrifices for our sins and that we can live in peace and tranquility. What I gave is nothing. And as I was giving from my unemployment check on Sunday mornings, maybe like the widow, I don't know, maybe I was giving more than many of the other people coming to church on those Sundays because I was giving out of a place of need. But like the widow, I could easily say what little bit that I was able to still give was nothing in comparison to what God had given to me and what God was giving me. That church was the place where I was born again. And God gave me a second chance on life. That church was the place where I was able to come and receive the body and the blood of Jesus. That place was the place where I could come with my sins and I could receive the certainty of forgiveness through the blood of Jesus in that sacrament of holy confession. It was the place where my faith and relationship with Jesus was being nourished on a weekly basis. What I gave was nothing. My dear sisters and brothers, it's very providential that God should give us these readings on the Sunday where we are being invited as a family to consider making a sacrificial gift to God in order to pay off the debt of this building and our school so that this can continue to be a place of grace and blessing for us and for our children and grandchildren into the future. When I thought about our situation and what I could do to help lead the way and make a generous contribution, even though when I came, I was grateful to all of you for the parish house that you provided, as I thought of our situation, I felt uncomfortable by the fact that I was living in this house all by myself, a house that was very expensive, when just a few minutes away were other rectories with open rooms. In mid-August, I made a decision. I moved in to the rectory at St. Joseph's to live with two other priests so that we can use the money of the rectory either to rent it out 
or to sell it and apply that toward the debt and other needs of the parish. Now I live in this house with these priests, but my room, 10 by 12 feet, all my belongings. I'm realizing how little I really need. But I am so glad to simplify my life. I am joyful to make this sacrifice for this parish so that God's blessing may multiply for more and more people. So God is asking all of us, what sacrifice are we willing to make in order together to ensure that this building remains a place of blessing.